everyone, this is Will, and welcome to this brand new and exciting episode of The Missing Piece. Now, when I say the name of the country called Argentina, what can you tell, or what are the things that come into your mind? Of course, it's the universal truth that the soccer team in Argentina is rather famous not only for the domestic audience, but also internationally. But meanwhile, did you know that the country these days is very busy with another mission, which is gaining this economic partnership with another important organization, also known as BRICS. Now, the question you want to ask is, why Argentina? There are so many countries among the Latin American region. How could Argentina is bold enough to join this important economic partnership? So that's why today, it's my great honor to invite Mr. Aran. Mr. Aran is a consultant specializing in infrastructure energy and financing projects. He's co-founder of ReportAsia.com, the first Spanish language media that reports on and analyzes Asia's economy, geopolitics, and corporations. Without further ado, Mr. Aran, welcome to The Missing Piece. Thank you, Will. Thank you for having me in the show. It's, a, it's an honor for me. We are a little bit far away, and it's good to be connected. Well, sir, the pleasure is all mine. Now, let's get to the question right away. Initially, when I discovered you, because this amazing article that you wrote and is entitled, Could Argentina Join the BRICS? Again, as I mentioned in the intro, BRICS play such a significant role, not only for the countries in Asia, but also across the continent. My first question to you is, why Argentina? Again, as I said before, there are many countries among the Latin America and have closer, even tighter relationship with countries such as India, China, Russia, and many more. But why this Argentina this time could be the next possibility for the additional member of BRICS? The, the, the possibility of Argentina started uh, like 10 years ago because of the relationship of uh, former President Cristina Fernández de Kirchner with Brazilian government of that, of that time, that was Lula da Silva, and with China, with Xi Jinping already, and Putin in Russia. They were very close ideologically and they were, had very good relations. That's mm -hmm. why Cristina Fernández de Kirchner was invited to uh, BRICS uh, summit, and then the follower, the following uh, president, Mauricio Macri, that is opposed from Cristina Fernández Kirchner, also was invited to the to the summit. That's the thing that revealed the thing uh, this time because Alberto Fernandez, the actual president of Argentina, also has been invited by Xi Jinping to the last summit. Why Argentina? I, I understand that it's difficult for you to. to to think about this because, mm. uh, for example, Mexico should, should sound as a better option for the BRICS. Mm. If, if you think about big terms and you think about uh, the region, of course, because Argentina and Brazil, for example, they, they, they have their own block, the Mercosur, where it also is Uruguay and Paraguay, they have the commercial block and they mm. work together in that block. So mm, I really don't have an answer very certain for that uh, question. I think it's more a political thing than an economic thing that Argentina may be in the in the carpet for for this uh, for joining the BRICS. Mm. Mr. Aron, again, you brought up very good point, which lands on yes. this economic partnership. Now, 
you know this as much as I do, that among the members within the BRICS committee or the BRICS organization, China plays such an important role. Again, given the fact that, as we mentioned before, not only that Argentina, but also other countries among Latin American regions also are close trading partners with China, you know, given the commodity like yes. soybeans and beef and etc. Now, my next question to you is, how would you describe the relationship between Argentina and China today, in, especially in terms of economic alliance or economic relationship? And we know that because of China's presence, so that's why Argentina, the president, was invited to join the BRICS recently. So can you help us to understand what yes. is the close relationship or how close the relationship is in terms of China and Argentina today? Well, depending on the of the month of the year, China is Argentina's uh, first trading partners. Sometimes it's Brazil, sometimes it's China. They're both very close. Uh, Argentina and China became uh, strategic uh, partners like 10 years ago, and, the, and that's uh, something that's been moving. And as you said, uh, China needs from Argentina, soybean, wheat, beef. Now is investing in lithium. You know, Argentina is mm. part of the lithium triangle with Chile and Bolivia. Mm. So I think there are some uh, very specific points where China has uh, an important uh, interest in Argentina. And about their relations, uh, political relations, Argentina and China were very close. They have uh, very good ties. Mm. The Argentinian president was one of the presidents that went to the last Winter Olympics. That's right. So I think in the, in the political uh, question, they have no doubts. And about the, the economic, uh, I think China uh, needs uh, these Argentinian commodities. And also I think China is playing that uh, if Brazil gets uh, a little bit more close to the US, they need to rely on Argentina because Brazil and Argentina are competitors for China. Mm. They send the same things. Mm. Mr. Anand, I want to go back to the article again. This is something that not it was written by you, but you also got a chance to talk to the director of Sino Argentina Observatory. That again, this uh, uh, the person mentioned. It says. Beyond the invitation received by Argentina from China, I do not see the incorporation as a full member of BRICS as feasible because it would quote break the founding spirit of the block of having a representatives the most important emerging countries of each continent so you know to, to put it simple when i read this part the question that dance in my mind again maybe something that you can help us to understand yes. what is the spirit of the BRICS? because we know that again five different members that located strategically across the continent but right now each member play a significant role, not only about the political change, but also this economic vision. But when we come to the spirit of the organization, spirit of this, um, I guess, what we call economic alliance, how should we understand that? I think that uh, the bridge is very clear, instead of, as, as Patricio Justo, the, the, the person that you have just quoted, it's very clear that they have this uh, union of emer emerging countries, that's clear. There's a union of countries from different continents, that's clear. That's why Argentina and Brazil, they are neighbors, you know, that's what, that will be something that will break the, the spirit. But I think there's something to, to consider that is also the, the language. Mm. You have Portuguese, you have 
Chinese, you have Russian, you have India, you have different uh, languages, but you don't have Spanish yet involved in the BRICS. Mm. And there's many millions of people in the world that speak Spanish. Uh, so all in Latin America and also in other countries, some also some in Southeast Asia still they are speaking Spanish. So I think that that's a, uh, an important thing for the BRICS to get to add for their for their community for the block the, the Spanish uh, world. Let's let's call it. Of course, they don't have a chance with with Spain, so they are looking it for for it in Argentina because also you know mexico and u.s ties are very close always they're being very close and it's very probable that mexico will never be able to to join the bridge so i think the the, the second country largest country that is that speaks spanish is argentina so i think that's why the BRICS is uh, trying to to understand if argentina can be a member and they, they are talking to it seriously Mm. You know, uh, Mr. Aron, at the beginning, before the show, you know, when I, we were talking, if Argentina were to become the next member addition to BRICS, and I think it's going to be very difficult to pronounce the name, it won't be BRICS, it will be more likely as Bresca. You know, again, but I think at this moment, my next question to you is, let's go back to the role of China. This year, okay. we're looking at 2022, has been one of the critical year for China under this Belt and Road Initiative. And we know that Argentina was few of the countries among the Latin American region actively joined the Belt and Road Initiative, which won the compliment and good praises from the Chinese government. But now, my question to you is, by joining the Belt and Road Initiative, that already means so much to the world and also so much to the country of China. Isn't that good enough for Argentina? I mean, so again, why even bother to thinking or to, to try to planning the strategy to be part of the BRICS? Given the fact, again, all of the members, they have their own roles. But if Argentina were to join the BRICS, how does China benefit alone in the long run i just want to focus on china today how does china receive benefits if argentina were to join this organization well uh, about the better road initiative you know it's very popular in latin america mm. many countries have signed the mou argentina did it when uh, alberto fernandez the president visited china for the winter olympics mm. he, he did both things he that's went right to the olympics and he signed the mou I don't think that changed anything. Argentina and China has the relation, commercial relation. China invests in Argentina. They have a very uh, big public works in water, in energy, in infrastructure, in, in railways that they are working and they are uh, pushing it forward. And, and I don't think that the MOU that they signed changed anything. About how will China benefit from Argentina being part of the bridge? It's really the question to, to, to be asked. I really don't have the, sorry for that, mm. I really don't have a, a concrete answer for that. As I told you, I think China is thinking that they need products, they need uh, partners, reliable partners, and I don't know if they, if they can assure that Brazil is a, a reliable partner. Maybe Brazil with the political issues can turn around because, mm. you know, an actual president of Brazil, Bolsonaro, he's not uh, very well aligned with uh, china or xi jinping so i think they are they they have they want to have a plan b mm. argentina i think for me is the plan b for brazil in, in case that this uh, 
stop working for for, mm. for China in, in the commercial way and the trading. Mm. Mr. Arnon, I want to go back to the article. Again, you spent a good amount of information on India as well. And you said India yes. opens as a new opportunity for Argentina. Can you help us to understand a little bit more? Because again, we know at this moment, it's safe to say that China and India, we could, on one hand, we could say they are partners in only in terms of economic interest. But meanwhile, the relationship between between India and China is also in a limbo given this geopolitical atmosphere since, you know, U.S. is playing a very active role uh, with India on another uh, uh, committee. It's called a quad relationship, but we can talk about that later. Yes. So can, can you help us to understand what is the relationship between India and Argentina according to your article and why it's so significant for us to understand this piece of information right now? In terms of investment, uh Trade or loans, China and, and India and Argentina, this, there's a big difference. In, in North America, China's way more ahead of investments and trading partner for, for our countries. But India is starting to be in, in the mouth of every political and commercial mm. advisors for the governments. This year will mark uh, a record, a trading record for India and Argentina. Our uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs went to India and met with President Narendra Modi. And now, in the, this week, our President Alberto Fernandez is, has had a meeting with Narendra Modi too. So they are getting closer. India and Argentina are getting closer. And I think that for Argentina, India may be a, a, a very good solution for the reprimarization of the economy. Because, you know, trading with China means. China wants soybean, China mm. wants beef, China wants lithium, but they don't want you to manufacture the, mm. <laughs> the products. And India can be a, a better partner in that way. But yet still, it's no comparison in the numbers about China and India for now. Let's see what happens in the future, but it's true and it's it's been uh, over the table that Argentina and India are trying to get uh, much more closer than they have been in the last years. Mm. Mr. Haran, I know you're very busy, so I want to focus on the country of Argentina uh, um, for our next part. Now, we know that every single country today, because of the pandemic, that actually, one way or another, um, I want to be careful, I don't want to use the word suffer, but we're experiencing this economic shift, unprecedented obstacle that we have never seen before. Now, since you are located in Argentina, can you help us to understand how would you describe the current economic situation in Argentina today? Because we know, you know, the, the fact is, if you would like to be a member for any existing committee or any existing organization, you have to have something offer on the table. So in other words, there has to be a room for other existing members to see in order to enhance or elaborate this cooperation. So how would you describe Argentina's today economic situation? Mm -hmm. What can you tell us? It's very complicated. We'll, uh, actually, we are in a big debt with the IMF. We, and we, we will have elections next year, so that also makes uh, things a little bit uh, complicated too. The economic situation is no good. Argentina has been uh, with high inflation. It has... Uh, uh, our peso, the, the, the currency here is the peso, and it's in a very bad situation too. It, it loses uh, value every every day, every single day. Mm. I think, uh, as, as you said, 
and if Argentina wants to be part of new arrangements, new blocks or new communities, economic communities, it, it must first clear the situation at home. And that's yet it's not clear for nothing. And what, what we will need to be is, is to wait to see what happens in the elections, because this we are we are working uh, here with two different type of countries. Mm. They are with, they are very close in the in the in the elections, and we don't know what will happen. But as you you are totally right, Argentina needs to clean home first, and mm. then start seeing outside. Mm. But this is something that we are we are a country will that we are used to have some crisis. Now we have cyclic crisis. Mm. Crisis. Maybe ten years, ten years, ten years, ten years. We have a crisis, and that's that's something complicated to understand from the outside too. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Haran, I want to end our conversation with two more questions. Now, let's go back to Argentina again. We know recently, or as a matter of fact, not too long ago, that. Current sitting U.S. President Joe Biden had another major summit. You know, again, uh, more than five or ten uh, uh, countries from Latin American regions participated this summit. Now, I want you to talk about what role does U.S. play today in terms of building or strengthening this relationship between U.S. and the countries in Latin America? Because I've heard so much within this Latin American community or political scientists to mention that the leaders today, correct me if I'm wrong, within the Latin American region are lost or, excuse me, are losing their interest in partner with the U.S. given this uh, fact that U.S. is facing uh, obstacles in terms of domestic policy and international policy so can you help us to understand how much can argentina rely on us today in terms of uh i guess we could say economic support or political support or many other reasons i think that the u.s policy for latin america is shifting uh, and now it's getting more important it's difficult to speak as latin america as a whole uh, Block because you know there's some cases like Cuba, Nicaragua, and they, Venezuela. They they are not similar to us in right. the actual political and economic situations. But uh, I think the U.S. is, as I told you, shifting and is giving more uh, importance to Latin America, and that's why, for example, um, Argentina was also invited to the G7 summit this week. Um, I think. Uh, the U.S. is seeing that they need uh, biggest partners here, bigger partners here, and they are. Uh, the U.S. is putting some uh, some money to Argentina to, to to rebuild that relation that was a little bit broke in the, in the last decade. And I think part of of this of this problem was that Argentina was very close to China. So I think Argentina is trying to to shift the one way or the other way with China and the U.S. and trying to get the best for for Argentina itself. No, it's that. Uh, to play other games, but to play the, our own game. Hmm. Now, Mr. Aran, I want to end our conversation with a simple question. Again, you mentioned this G7 summit. And again, as we're watching how the seven largest economies got together in order to, again, on one side, I guess they were trying to figure out a way to stop what Vladimir Putin what is doing to the country of Ukraine and also the people in Ukraine. But on the other hand, again, they were trying to come up with a better strategic plans to encounter China's Belt and Road Initiative. Now, yes. we don't know how possible or how financially feasible that could be. But also, meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden is going to attend this NATO summit as well. Now, put it together. 
my question is very simple, Mr. Aron. How much do you think today that G7 is able to come up with a plan strategically or economically to counter the rise of China? Because we know that, listen, again, this year is very critical for China, not only for politically, but also for economically. But for the G7 largest economic countries in the world to put together to counter China, I'm not saying this could be only, uh, like I said, uh, a pipe dream or maybe there's something that could pose a major threat to china so what's your take on that i don't think the g7 is now in the in the position to compete with the belt and road initiative they they launched last year the b3w but nothing happens with that now they announced another plan with a uh, program and we until we don't see here some uh, money for infrastructure some money for energy some money for rebuilding some uh, uh, construction and things, it's, mm. we won't believe that G7 is uh, able to do it because they have no record doing it. So I think for now, the Belt and Road Initiative is, is, the, is the main option for the Latin American countries if they, if they want to uh, invest in uh, infrastructure and energy and all those sectors. Mm. Well, again, as we continue to follow and watch this uh, uh, economic progress not only for china but also for argentina it doesn't matter if argentina eventually ended up being part of the BRICS or not but we know at this moment no country should be isolated especially when we are facing this unprecedented economic obstacles ladies and gentlemen now one Haran it's a consultant and he specializes in infrastructure energy and financing projects Mr. Haran, it's a co-founder of Report Asia, the first Spanish language media and the reports on and analyzes Asia's economy, geopolitics and corporations. Again, I encourage everyone to go online to look for and also read this amazing article written by Mr. Haran entitled, again, Could Argentina Join the BRICS? Mr. Aran, thank you so much for taking your time to join the show. It's been a pleasure of speaking to you, and we'd love to have you back on the show as we continue to follow the changes economically and politically in Asia and around the world. Thank you so much for doing this.